Well, this morning uh, we end our time in Ephesians and we want to begin by reminding ourselves of where we have come from and some of the great ideas and verses that we have pondered over the last few months as we seek to wrap up our time together in this letter. And so we started out with words like this in chapter 1 verse 3 as we thought about the spiritual blessings we have received in Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. And then in chapter 1 verse 7 and 8 we declared in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. And we're going to celebrate that when we come to communion. Then in verse 18 and 19 of chapter 1, Paul prays these words, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Wonderful prayer, wonderful truth, wonderful words as we think about how God has blessed us and what is available to us in Christ. Then in chapter 2 verse 4 and 5, Paul reminded us of these words. Because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions for it is by grace you have been saved. Then in chapter 2 verse 10 we discovered that we are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece this morning created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. And then verse 21 and 22 taught us in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So we ponder together, didn't we, the amazing way that we are all recipients of grace and what God has in store for each one of us, that we are God's masterpiece. And what God has in store for us together, uh, that God is building us together into this holy temple, into this people of God. And God desires nothing more than that his spirit would dwell in us and among us. What a wonderful thing that is. And then that great section in chapter 3, verse 16 to 21, where we read this other Uh, amazing prayer where Paul says this I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. 
now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen oh what a prayer that is about the power of God and the love of God and the fullness of God residing in us and then in chapter 4 verse 1 Paul urges us as a prisoner for the Lord I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received and we thought about what that meant uh, to live lives worthy of God and the calling we've received and then in verse 11 to 13 we thought about the equipping of the saints and the fact that we all have an important part to play within the church it said so Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Amen. And then chapter 5 reminded us, verse 8 to 10, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth and find out what pleases the Lord and then in verse 15 and 16 it said this be very careful then how you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil and we thought about that battle between light and darkness between Satan and the Lord Jesus between good and evil in our world we thought about what it meant as Christians to make the most of every opportunity and to embody and to speak out the gospel and be the church and witness to our friends and family and be the people of God through whom the kingdom of God comes on earth as it is in heaven. Then we thought about the pattern we see within the Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit and the way they interact and relate to us and how that is to be a pattern for our lives and our lives and our relationships with one another are to be a gospel witness and we noted verses like this which said husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless then finally last week we heard these words in Ephesians 6 verse 10 to 13 finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand.
So that's part of the journey that we have been on. Thinking about these spiritual blessings that we have received in Christ. Thinking about the spiritual battle that is happening in our world between good and evil and what it means to be children of light, to live for Jesus, to be a community of God's people who are set aside for God, set apart for him to live for him and the power of the gospel that is to be proclaimed. And as Paul ends this morning, chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, he asks this, pray also for me. That whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. For Paul, Jesus is everything. The gospel is everything. And Paul, even in his circumstances, here in prison in chains for the gospel, knows that this is a good news message to be shared. And Paul, this great apostle who we see as great and courageous, here asks for courage again that fearlessly, twice he asks that, he might have the courage and confidence to make this gospel known and might have gospel opportunities before him, even while he is in chains. For Paul, Jesus is worth it. And sharing the good news of Jesus should always be our default. For Paul, there is no greater thing than knowing the Lord Jesus. And we know that in our lives and we have so much to give thanks to God for. And so here are some of you sharing with us this morning things that you are thankful to God for at this difficult time. I will give thanks to thee. Hello, we are thankful to God for our family at this time. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, I'm thankful for my stable job throughout lockdown and time to practice my drums. I'm thankful for schools returning back after lockdown. I am thankful to God over this lockdown period for um, friends, health and strength. Um, the church family um, and support has been really good. I'm William, and I just want to thank God for uh, during this period of lockdown or this phase of, of lockdown until this um, from the beginning of lockdown to this current phase that I've been in contact with my family who are scattered around the world on a weekly basis, and that has meant so much to us. I'm Alice. And during this time of lockdown, I just want to thank God for the joy and peace, indescribable joy and peace during this time. God is really good. Amen. Hello. So when thinking about the things I'm thankful for this week, there's lots of things. So I was thinking of what thing I was the most thankful for this week or action. Um, and that was possibly yesterday morning being brought breakfast in bed by my colleague's son, um, which was pretty awesome. Um, but this week, just friends helping my neighbours helping me move um, flat, and my colleague um, letting me live with her this week um, in between my two house moves. So I think those are the things I'm most thankful for this week. I thank God for release from a diary 
Um, since I was in my mid-twenties involved in youth work, every week of my life, apart from holidays, um, I've been involved in either activities or committee meetings or leadership meetings, etc. Um, and I've been led by my, my diary, which I've had to have. Um, sometimes it was in my head when I was younger, and now in a mobile phone. But um, I found in these last few months, um, I've not actually realised that I didn't actually need a diary. Um, I haven't looked at a diary. The things that I've had to do, I've been able to remember, like one or two Zoom meetings. Um, and so it's given me a time of rest and, and recovery, for which I'm really grateful. And I have been working, so I've not been sitting around as some have had to do, uh, including Carol. But um, I've really appreciated this time of rest. I thank God for um, Katie and myself uh, being neighbours and now being able to share in our faith. Um, I thank God for everything. Amen. <laughs> and I thank God for Anne, my neighbour, coming on, talking to me and getting God in my life. And I'm truly grateful. Amen. Well, Every day I'm thankful for my family. I want to thank God for his word that I've been reading in my daily readings and also um, in preparation for our Bible study group. It keeps me on track with him and gives me peace and strength. I'm saying thank you to God for schools opening. Hi everybody, I give thanks to God for Restoring Jean's health after she contracted that virus. And? and I would like to thank God for keeping my family safe during the virus and also for the time that um, I spent with him and his work as I recovered from the virus. Um, it was a very special time and I felt him very close. Well, it's wonderful to give. Thanks to God in all circumstances. We've got some more videos coming up in a moment. One of the encouragements as we round off Ephesians is knowing that Paul, even though in prison, here in this final chapter, is not alone. But actually his good friend, Tychicus, is with him. And it's a reminder also that uh, as we watch the service in our living rooms this morning, uh, that we are not alone, but we are part of a wider church family. And it's great to see one another's faces, uh, both through our Thanksgiving videos this morning, and also as we join together on Zoom later, and to connect with one another, and to encourage one another, and to encourage each other to keep on going. So if you've got that opportunity, do join us on Zoom later. But as Paul closes off this letter in Ephesians, he writes this, Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. It was Paul transcribing this letter in prison and entrusting it to Tychicus to deliver to the churches 
and also to bring a personal update on how Paul is doing in prison uh, to give some of the details that are not covered in this letter and then to bring personal encouragement to the church. We all need encouragers in our lives. We're all called to encourage one another. And I guess at this time, encouragement is needed more than ever. The root word in Greek talks about supporting each other, instilling confidence and courage in one another, persuading one another, especially when life is tough, to keep on going and to continue on the path that we are on. That's what we all need. How many of us have felt like giving up over the last few months? How many of us have had our faith challenged? How many of us have had our faith in God shaken? And yet a word in season. Gentle encouragement to lift our eyes to God again. And to keep on going has just spurred us on in our personal faith. Oh, that we would be a church of encouragers. Who could you encourage today? I hope this week that you have been praying for a different person each day and perhaps texting them as we suggested last week to let them know that you're thinking about them and praying for them. If you haven't done that, why not do it this week? And if you did it last week, why not do it again this week to come? Making a pattern for your life to pray and to encourage others. We all need encouragement at this time and we all need to know that God is with us and that people around us are supporting us and encouraging us on. And we all know what it's like to receive a text or a message from someone just with a word of encouragement. Well, one way that we are constantly encouraged is by lifting our gaze to God again and reminding ourselves that God has not left us, that he is still at work with us, even in the most difficult of times. And so here are some more of you giving thanks to God this morning as an encouragement to us all. I'm thankful to God that when I look around at creation, I know he is in control. Even in the midst of a global pandemic, he is in control. Amen. Hi, I'm grateful to God for the blessing that I've had my wife home for most of this uh, lockdown period and she has been well in her health. I would like to say thank you to God for um, the clap for carers over the 10 weeks during lockdown and I and um, the fact that um, I can go back to school. We are very thankful for long Sunday walks with a flask of coffee, seeing lovely countryside and appreciating the changing seasons. We're also very thankful that Thomas, our middle son, was able to get married at the end of August um, with a small amount of family there and then enjoying um, big family celebrations for Peter's birthday and Ewan's special birthday too. So we're thankful for God's provision for this new flat. 
which will be ours once we get married next year. <laughs> Hi everyone, um, I'm thankful for God's continued provision um, through this uncertain period. I'm thankful to God for being all sufficient. We're thankful for good health. We're thankful for being able to work through this pandemic and providing care for all the patients we look after. Uh, I thank the Lord for that his mercies are new every morning and that he provides us every day for things that we need and he's a great God. Hey everyone, I'm thankful for school and an education. I'm thankful for why I've been trying to catch up with my friends online. I'm thankful for new life. And I'm just thankful for time, time with family, time with friends. I thank God for many things, but especially for the gift and privilege of prayer. I thank the Lord for his word, his message of salvation to this world. Hi, I'm thankful to God that through this COVID period and lockdown situation to and from that God has been faithful to me and allowed me my health to be at home with Berto and Pastor. I am thankful for times of laughter. Well, we have much to be thankful for and not least for the cross. And as we end our time this morning together before we take communion, four short words all of which find their true expression in Jesus and the cross. And those words are peace, love, faith and grace. Paul writes these words as he signs off this letter. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an un dying love. Peace, love, faith, grace. These are not just theological ideas, but things Paul wants us to experience as a reality in our lives this morning. A reality because of Jesus. And we come to the cross. And as we come, the question this morning, firstly, is do you know peace? Peace with God, peace from God, peace within yourself. Peace is found at the cross as we come to Jesus and lay our burdens down and hand them over to him. And give to God our sin and shame and guilt and failures. And in their place receive peace, forgiveness and a fresh start. The cross is a place where we can make peace with our past, and with ourselves and with God so that as we approach the future, we may do so with peace and confidence. The cross also speaks of love, a love that is incomprehensible at times because it is divine and it is beyond anything that we have ever experienced and yet it is a love that we can know as a reality in our lives this morning. It is a love that we can rest in and abide in and know personally 
That love is entered into by faith. It flows from a confidence that is placed in the perfect person of Jesus. Knowing that his promises are true and what he promises he delivers. And he never lets us go. And he never lets us down. And if we are in Christ, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Amen. Giving thanks or taking communion helps to nurture that love and faith within us. It reignites that love of God. It reminds us of who God is and what God has done for us. And in doing so, it gives us confidence afresh that God has us. That God is for us. That God is with us. That God surrounds us. That God upholds us and will always uphold us. No matter what happens in life. And Paul's desire is that as we have received that peace. And that love. That peace and love with faith may be manifest among us. And finally the cross is a wonderful expression of grace. And it reminds us that we can know grace every day. And Paul uses this wonderful phrase that leads us into communion this morning. He says, grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. You love the Lord Jesus with an undying love. What grace we have received from him. What unmerited favour is ours. There are so many things that would seek to extinguish our love for Jesus this morning. But again, the act of remembering and giving thanks often helps to fan into flame our love for Jesus again. As we remember that grace shown to us, that undeserved favour that we have received, not just at Calvary, but daily in our lives for which we give thanks to God. It helps us to praise God afresh and to love him afresh. My prayer for you this morning is that God would cover us all in grace afresh. That we would know that his grace is sufficient for whatever we are facing today and this week. And in receiving and experiencing that grace, that we would respond to Jesus afresh with an undying love. And so I hope that as we've gone through Ephesians that it's helped you to see Jesus more clearly, to see the spiritual blessings that are yours in Christ more clearly, to understand more clearly your identity in the Lord Jesus Christ and our identity together as the community of God's people. That should lead us to a place of praise and worship. And a place that as we understand how the Lord has laid down everything for us, that we would be ready to lay down everything for him.